0: You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at ClarkstonUMC.org. Today as we're getting ready to hear this scripture, I've already told you it's a very brief scripture. Uh, It's the shortest one that Jesus ever told, and it's found in Luke 13 and Stark and Cash Whittington are getting ready to share it with us now and in it I want you to hear how Jesus takes an everyday ordinary event that would have happened in every household in the lives of those who first heard this parable and how Jesus used that everyday event to turn everything around with how people saw themselves and the possibilities for their lives in this world so hear the scripture and be blessed and may God's Word Live within us all. A reading from Luke chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. And again he said, To what should I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The word of God. For the people of God, thanks be to God. Hey, everybody. Today I'm going to bring this message to you from the church kitchen. I'm here getting ready to bake some bread. I like to bake. The truth is I don't do much of it. There's not been a lot of time for me to do that. Maybe that'll be one of my retirement pursuits. It should go over well with the grandkids, I hope. But I have always liked to bake. There's something about just taking time to put the ingredients together. I've enjoyed that. And of course, baking bread has a benefit at the end of the time, if you're lucky, you get homemade bread. And who didn't want that? The addition of making homemade bread that I love is it makes the house smell like heaven. And the idea of cutting homemade bread, toasting it, and putting in some... Well, I can't go any further. I I will never get to the message. But you get the idea. I like to bake. And so today, as I'm gathering with you, I'm going to try to bake a little bit of bread. Now, the truth is, this is nothing fancy. This is so simple. Those of you who are bread makers out there, I apologize before I begin. I mean, all I'm doing is a little oil, a little sugar, a little salt, uh, some flour, and yeah, of course, yeast. Now... All I've done so far is I put some yeast and a little bit of the uh, sugar into the water and stirred it up and now I'm going to add the rest of uh, my sugar and my salt and my oil and I know I needed to add just a little bit more of that salt. Okay, good. All right, so now we're going to stir all that good stuff up. All right. Now we get to add the good stuff, which is the oil, or I'm sorry, the flour. Now, The reason I'm baking bread today, obviously, is more than the fact that I wanted to have some homemade bread. It has to do with the fact that the scripture today that was just read to you tells us that Jesus wanted to use bread as a way for us to think about the kingdom of God. And he said, the kingdom of God is like yeast. Now let's be clear. I want to tell you everything I know about yeast right now. It's been around, well, I know that it was found found 4,000 years ago in an archaeological dig. And I know it's made to make bread and beer and wine. That's it. That's all I got. But after I discovered that you need yeast to make bread, what else do you really need to know? The other is, of course that Jesus uses an illustration that you've got to have an understanding of why he would talk about yeast as a symbol. The kingdom of God gives us a message today that I think actually makes an awful lot of sense. Yeast is a living organism. It is actually something that has life. It is something that brings life. It is something that gives life. The reality is we need to have yeast to make at least the kind of bread I'm making. Yes, I know that it's gluten-free, and all my respect to all my friends who eat gluten-free. No, thank you. And I get the fact some need to, and I get that. So I'm just having fun with you. But do you understand the point? Yeast makes a different kind of bread at least. Can we agree to that? Well, as we share this conversation about bread... Let's first, and ye, let's first talk about Jesus telling the story. Why is Jesus telling these stories? Well, Jesus seemed to understand the fact that stories were the way in which you helped change people's minds and make a difference in the world. In chapter 13 of Luke, he's had a really great day and a really rough day all at the same time. In chapter 13, for example, he goes into the synagogue. And heals a lady. Now, if I ever had a day where I could bring about healing to someone who was ill, I would think that is a pretty amazing day. But the problem is, as soon as he does it, he begins to get those who challenge his faithfulness. They say, you can't heal the woman on this day. Can you imagine people getting upset over things because even though they're bringing about hope and life and renew, newness and health to people, that you didn't do it the right way, you didn't do it on the right day. I can only imagine what Jesus must have felt. Part of me thinks he probably wanted to reach down and pick up a hymnal and throw it at the people who were talking to him about the fact he, oh yeah, you healed her, but it was on the wrong day. Not that I've ever known those impulses. But Jesus, being Jesus, decided instead of throwing a hymnal, he'd go ahead and tell a story. And it's the story you heard. It is the shortest parable that you can find in the Bible. But I think it makes a big impact. The story is simple. A woman goes to make bread. And she takes the bread and the flour and she adds yeast yeast is like the kingdom of God. (laughs) I want to suggest to you as Jesus tells that story he's hoping that those listening then and those listening now will begin to understand something more about this concept of the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Well, The kingdom of God, as simply put as I can put it, is this. It's a place where God's reign and the things that God desires to have happen actually happen. It's a place where God is able, sometimes with our efforts and even sometimes in spite of them, is able to bring about the way the world was always meant to be. He's telling this story so that we could begin to understand that if we're going to help be a part, co-partners in this kingdom of God, we do so by understanding that we have to first trust in the yeast. Now, yeast can teach us many things. I have a quote of a baker to when asked, what would you say about how yeast impacts your understanding of faith? What has it taught you? She said these words. Yeast has taught me to watch, to be patient, and to know the importance of timing. When to just trust and wait that the dough is rising and there's nothing left for me to do but wait for it to rise. It has helped me understand when I need to step in, when I need to be the one to take action, to knead the bread, to spend time helping to make sure that it's ready to be reshaped, to be put into a loaf or a roll or whatever you're using the dough for. And the fact that dough never reacts the same way because it's always acceptable to changes around it things like weather temperature of the room etc and so the reality is as you spend time as a baker you learn to trust and believe in what yeast can do but you realize it's not fully in your control you are a co-partner with it in the process of baking bread so when jesus tells us this story about how the Kingdom of God is like yeast, maybe like my friend, this baker, it helps her gain a different perspective. A perspective of maybe we spend too much time trying to force the Kingdom of God. Maybe we spend too much time being impatient, not trusting. Maybe, maybe we need to recognize that we don't have to will the kingdom of God into place, but rather live into it, trust it, believe in it. And I don't know about you, but it seems to me that there's been an awful lot lately in the world that has allowed me to begin to forget about the fact that the kingdom of God is already promised. In fact, it's already here. And maybe I need to trust And listen to the stories that helped me realize that God is still fulfilling that promise. Recently, I received the news. There was a pastor on this conference in this district who was sick with COVID. And she was home. And then she was in the hospital. Now, that matters to me because she's a sister of mine in the role of doing the work of the church from the vantage point vantage point from which Megan and I sit. It also matters because we went to high school together. Betty Kay and I went to the same United Methodist Church in Montrose. and One of my fondest memories of high school was she and I and a couple others going one day to spend the day at Cedar Point. And I thought it was so cool a senior girl would allow someone as geeky as me, a freshman, to go. Had a great time. Well, Betty was in the hospital pretty sick with COVID. And about 10 days ago, she wrote this on her Facebook. Yesterday, after three hours on my belly, and we couldn't get the stats equalized, I had to wear a full C2O CTO, CTO mask all night. Every breath is a struggle from the far reaches of my soul. If Jesus pulls me through and I have one more sermon it will be about showing compassion with one cup of cold water if my room in heaven is ready then my scripture will be you have finished the race you have fought the good fight now you can rest from your labors my sermon choice would be to retire hang Christmas lights all over the basement and use blankets and pillows to make the best camp ever. More going for ice cream and to the beach with the grandkids. More sitting in conversation as we discuss the problems of the world. Right now, there is definitely only one set of footprints in the sand. Your prayers and Jesus are carrying me. In her hospital bed, dealing with COVID, She didn't lose sight of the kingdom of God. It's real for her. It was real for her so that if she were to live, she knew how she was going to live into the kingdom. And if she were going to die, then she knew where she would be. Yesterday, in my home church in Mount Jose, celebrated Betty Kay's life as she had passed away. And you and I talk about how we lose sight of the kingdom of God. And there's a lot of stuff trying to take us off point, trying to get us to get confused, to be combative with each other and the world, to give up, to be hopeless, to be afraid, to be scared. And Betty Kaye's words come to me today. She was trusting in God. And she gave her faith in her life like yeast. The churches she led, she served with love and compassion. The grandchildren she loved so much were so blessed. The yeast matters, the kingdom of God is real. And like the woman in the story, and like Betty Kay, the most important question is whether or not we're willing to put our yeast into the mix. It may not seem like much. You know, yeast is not that big a deal. It isn't that much. It's this. That's all it is. But it makes all the difference. we're going to let this rise for a little while and we'll come back to that the whole point of these parables that Jesus gives us is the invitation for us to see the world not as we see it alone but as God sees it for us to become reinvested to become reminded and to be encouraged To give what we can, of who we are, of what we believe, of how we act, of what we can give, of time and resources, and yes, finances, because our gifts matter. They change everything. Those who gave Betty Kay and me faith in that little church in Montrose made all the difference in our lives. Betty Kay, the way in which she has lived her life, has made all the difference for so many you and I today get to choose. Are we willing to trust in what Jesus said, that if we can only release, let go of, give over with joy and in faith, the yeast, our faith, and live into the kingdom of God? I've been thinking about us a lot lately, as you would well imagine. You remember back in 2014 when Flint had the water crisis? They still have it, by the way. The long-term effects. And while everyone debated what should be done, churches are the ones who went in and took water. You were part of that, do you remember? We took cases of water up to Flint. Because there were issues to be discussed, there were l- justice issues that had to be resolved, but at some point, people were thirsty and they just needed water. And they were scared. And they needed people to come alongside them. That's living in the kingdom of God. Bottled water by itself doesn't seem like much. Given in love, it means everything. That was in 2014, but I'm just drawn to think of it because it tells me everything we've done in this place is about that understanding. We live and to believe in the kingdom of God. The building that we constructed is because we believe the kingdom of God needs to expand. We need to create a safe space where people can gather together. And it was working before COVID and it will be exploding after COVID. You and I both know that's true. Even in the middle of covid People have come to understand this is a place that they can trust. They come to the food pantry. You've heard over and over again, but it matters. It's one of the examples of the kingdom of God alive in the world. This last Tuesday, we were a polling site for Independence Township. Now, we entered into that arrangement over a year ago. We didn't know it would be COVID-19, but we kept faith with what we said we would do. We made sure everybody was healthy. The community knew they could come here because we believe in the kingdom of God. This past year in the middle of everything else, Midland gets flooded. Communities are washed away and the United Methodist Church was on the ground there. Do you understand that right now we are still helping to pay for salaries of people who are there helping communities recover and rebuild? We're doing that through our connection with the United Methodist Church, through the United Methodist Committee on Relief. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, I told you that one of our challenges, one of my hopes for this year is that we'll be able to finish the year not only with the budget in the black, with that extra $50,000 of our ministry shares with the annual conference being paid. That's not institutional loyalty, it's commitment to helping establish the kingdom of God. That extra $50,000 can make all the difference in helping to make sure we're able to reach out and support others locally in the state and beyond. In this district, uh, we've reached out. Some of you have even been to Puerto Rico on a mission trip to help restore that beautiful country and those beautiful people after the terrible destruction from the hurricane. You continue to show how you believe in the kingdom of God by the way in which you relate to the schools. We just dropped off school supplies that you collected We are in partner relationship with, right now the school is working to help identify the most needy families who can receive support for emergency needs, like when the furnace goes out in January and they have nowhere to turn, they're going to have a place to turn because we're going to partner with others in the school to make it happen. Because you gave. We believe in the kingdom of God. And so for that reason, we're going to continue to stand strong and be faithful. And yes, there'll be days where we'll be in despair. There are days where we'll struggle. But the fact is, we will not quit believing in the kingdom of God. We will be the yeast to make the difference. I made the plea to you two weeks ago. If we could only come up with that 50000 we could fulfill the obligations we have to extend mission and ministry. Since that plea, we've been able to release an additional $10,000 towards that. So now the goal is down to 40. Because of you, because you believe in the kingdom of God, because of that, we can stand strong and faithful today. And whatever else may be going around us, as we make our recipes, we believe that God can use us to make a difference. I know yeast doesn't seem like much, And of all the ingredients, as simple as they are, they don't add up to much weight. But they do make a difference. Yesterday, let me go over and get this. I stopped part of what I was doing, went home and did some baking. I did so to make sure that this wouldn't completely blow up in my face today. and I made two batches. The first batch I made following all the ingredients and directions of this recipe with one exception. I left out the yeast and this is the bread that came from it. The second batch I followed all the directions. I trusted in the promise of the yeast. And that's one of the loaves that I made. Which one do you want? You may think... In the middle of everything, there's not a lot we can do, but what we do makes all the difference. One other thing about the parable. It says that she had three measures of flour. When I first read that, I thought it meant, you know, three cups of flour. I went back and did a little research based on how they talked about measurements in the time of Jesus, she was working with between 60 and 80 pounds of flour. She was going to add some yeast to 60 to 80 pounds of flour. She wasn't preparing a a loaf of bread for that night's supper. She was preparing a feast to feed all. Jesus Christ is asking us to make that kind of difference in the world. And it begins by what we choose to give away. And when we give it away, things rise up. We are raised up. Our spirits are lifted. Our hopes are restored. People are raised up. When they know they're not walking alone, they have hope and they have people who will not abandon them after the headlines go away. Rise up, church. And let the kingdom of God be the yeast that feeds you that inspires you, that causes us to action, to give, and to live as people who are filled with unimaginable and never ending hope. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is like yeast. It is. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.